Please note, this show contains strong language and references to human reproductive organs. Some content is not suitable for children or potentially some adults. Listener discretion is advised. In the beginning, when there were no witnesses or any way to properly document the actual events of said beginning, it is said by a man named Adam. Albert Humphreys I, that is, that God created man in his own image. Men liked this notion, as even the earliest designs of what we now refer to as the human male thought of themselves as special, ordained to rule all that they see. Beings to be admired, nay, worshipped, for their superior strength, rugged beauty, and exceptional wits. They loved this notion so much that upon the invention of written language, it was the first thing they jotted down (laughs) with a small addendum. God created man in his own image, and from man created woman. Ha-ha! Forever tying the fairer sex's destiny to the fits and whims of their male counterparts. A tradition that has survived several millennia through wars of the sexes, Sexual revolutions, the great incel uprising of 2024, even through the full term of the first and to date only female president of the United States of America. All the way to now, 2054, where we begin our tale. Generations of men passively passing down the sacred notion that they, and they alone, were created in God's image and therefore should be treated as such. A notion they would deny if asked directly, but feel nonetheless. And honestly, with history written by men on their side, who could blame them? Welcome to Goodbye Blue Mondays. Created by Gregory Bain. Produced and directed by Gregory Bain and Logan Donovan. Jerry fucking Dingle? I mean, the very definition of God's worthless creations? You're telling me that that vile, offensive sack of goo, deserving of no good fortune, has somehow claimed the ultimate reward in our fair universe? Elliot did not care for Jerry. But this week's drawing doesn't even happen until tomorrow night. He said he had a winning ticket. They're not even on sale yet. It's not like he has some inside track. He's Jerry fucking dingle. Jerry did have an inside track. Did you know that he has sex with robots? Of course he does. I mean, just look at him. Oh, baby, yeah, put that cream corn on there. Oh, oh, hold on, let me get it out. Let me, oh, it's out, baby, it's out. Oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you like that, huh? Look into my eyes. Let me, you're gonna make me, you're gonna make me, you're gonna make me, okay, just stand still, stand still, oh, just look into my eyes, look into my eyes, oh. Stop sexually oh. harassing the robots, Jerry. Um, I'm obviously looking directly at you. Yeah, from what I hear, Tin Can Sally here is more your type. Oh, is that what you hear? Is that what you hear? Way your tray.
You couldn't handle what I'm packing anyway. This is Jerry. Since he and Elliot had both been assigned to Bubble Wrap Station 10 at the Greenville distribution arm of UR Products, Inc., the largest provider of every product known to and needed by mankind in order to survive their daily lives, Elliot had witnessed Jerry mime masturbation and ejaculation in the direction of numerous women, human or otherwise. It was never as amusing to Elliot as Jerry believed. Hey Elliot, what do you think of my new watch? I don't care about your new watch. Don't be a dick, just look at it. It's gonna be your penis. I don't want to see your penis, Jerry. No, God, man, I swear. I picked up one of those vintage swatches from last century. Seriously, check it. Oh, God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> That's right, it's my dick, friend. Mm, take it all in. In fact, none of Jerry's jokes, antics, or sexually charged pranks were ever as amusing to Elliot as Jerry believed. Primarily because it meant Elliot had seen Jerry's testicles, and in fact, his entire penis, unwillingly, numerous times. Something he did not enjoy. Are you sure you don't want to transfer to the bubble wrap division? I mean, how many buttons can one person push before they go completely mad? Button pushing is middle management track, don't knock it. I'm going places. Another ten years, maybe. You're in a mood. Elliot was in a mood. Perpetually. Since age six. It was around then that he realized exhibitions of frustration and anger were often rewarded with attention. From his mother, from Sally Halstrop, who let him cheat off her papers in the fifth grade, from the sun-kissed teenage girl who looked his way as he threw a tantrum in the public pool at age 10. The list went on, reinforcing for Elliot that what women truly enjoy is brooding men. Women like Monica Levy. You know I would happily do anything to save you from your daily excursion through that cesspool, but I mean, even if I were to stop my forward progression in my, albeit sad, potentially dead-end career, sex segregation in the workplace is back in vogue, my friend. You're lucky they allow us to eat together. Monica? Douche? Seriously, Jerry, can you not give me one minute's peace? I don't know what you mean, Elliot. There are literally hundreds of empty seats you could be occupying instead of the one directly across from me. Uh, I like this seat. It's got a nice view of my favorite work couple. <laughs> what? We're not a... We're... Uh, you know what? Never mind. Do whatever you want, Jerry. Oh, always do. Elliot had always imagined oh. Jerry lived at home oh. with his mother, mooching off her while spending his nights in conspiracy chat rooms playing video games and masturbating all the time. Alice! What's for dinner? I'm starving. God damn it, Jerry! Why'd you go eat your fucking dinner, Alice? In reality, Jerry lived with his sister, her live-in boyfriend, their two kids, and her three other offspring from previous romantic entanglements, and mooched off them while spending his nights in conspiracy chat rooms, playing video games, and masturbating vigorously all the time. Jerry, I was trying to remember, what's the name of those robots that you like to have sex with? 
sexbot, sexomatic, autosexer, <sighs> tin can floozy. Monica, they're called pleasure bots, because unlike you modern women, they actually give men pleasure. Hmm. Define pleasure. One hole. Oh, God damn it. Oh boy, have I offended you, Elliot? Jerry's entire existence offended Elliot. Your entire existence is offensive, Jerry. In a world in which everyone agreed God was real and gracious and good, it was inconceivable to Elliot that a human person as wretched as Jerry, fucking Dingle, would ever be a winner of the coveted global early retirement lottery. The very notion of it made him quite angry. Especially as the weekly drawing, sponsored by the Consortium of Productive Countries, which whisked its lucky winners off to the retirement of their dreams, was the only thing Elliot looked forward to these days. Join me in the outdoor space? Oh, sure, if you insist. Monica, join me in the outdoor space, Monica. Uh, sure, yeah, I have a call to make before break's over anyway. Ordering an emergency drone drop of tampons for Elliot? Really? Oh yeah, that's a real good one, Jerry. Not only do you get to demean Elliot by equating him to a woman, at the same time, you're able to demean all women for their naturally occurring ability to produce organic life forms. Like you. Uh, shut up. I know you only harass him because you love him. And, you know, I'm sure that one day Elliot will see the light, and I am pulling for you both. Shut up, Monica. Elliot adored Monica. She was his one bright spot in an otherwise forlorn existence. I think guys like him would be a thing of the past, for Christ's sakes. He's 2054. This is America. We love the past. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, I love guys like Jerry. They are easy to spot. It's the nice, quiet ones you have to be wary of. Oh, don't worry, you're not particularly nice. Wait, you really are having a tough day. That was a joke. I'm joking with you. As in, haha, friendly jab, joking. <laughs> right, sorry. I, uh... God, this Jerry thing. I apparently really... Let it get to me. Well, don't. He's probably lying anyway. I mean, like you said, the drawing's not even until tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. You're totally right. I'm just being silly. Silly? Uh, well, hey, uh, you want to sit? We have, what, eight minutes left? Uh, yeah, I just, I need like two to four of those to make this call. Oh, right, your call. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, I'll... I'll be right here. Okay, and I will be right over there on this call. For two to four minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Monica reminded Elliot of a movie he saw when he was a kid. He wasn't quite sure why he saw it or who he saw it with, but the lead woman in it reminded him of Monica. Not so much in look, but in temperament. He even tried to track it down after meeting Monica but couldn't remember the title, only that it was considered a classic. There was a scene where the lead woman pretended to have an orgasm in a diner, and that the moral of it was that men and women couldn't be friends. They'd always end up having sex. It made an impression on him. Not again. 
If your night's out turned into a fight for your life, are you looking for a safe place where you can be the man you were born to be? Where? Where am I? Is this heaven? Skip the boring conversation. The overpriced drinks that won't get you anywhere but accused of date rape and get yourself down to the manhole. Here, you can get your drink on and your rocks off in our trademarked pleasure town. Fully equipped with the latest top-of-the-line pleasure bots and feel safe that the only gender identity is 100% American M-A-N. <laughs> That's right, bro. You're home now. The manhole where being a real man is still in fashion. Now in Greenville, off Route 7. Why are you making me watch this? You wanted to know how Jerry fucking Dingle won the lottery? Well, I'm just about to show you, dick. It just wouldn't let me click through the commercial. Well, can you hurry it up? They're watching us. What you're about to see is like top secret brethren shit. The MeToo video you're showing me is top secret? I'm just saying, like, it's important and you should pay attention. Like, really. Jesus. Fine. Oh my god. This is so cool. <laughs> if you're gonna laugh, I'm not showing you, dude. Oh, the guy's wearing a baby mask and, and doing fake karate moves with flames coming out of his hands. I mean, come on. For your information, Blake Johnson is 10 times the man you'll ever be, dude. The mask is to protect his identity and the flames are fucking real. Blade Johnson? Yeah, man. His mom named him that. It's like his name is Blade Dick. Like she knew, man. She knew that he'd be slaying pussy all over the place. It's badass. Oh, I'm sure that that story is 100% true. Oh, I'm sure that that story is 100% true. Shut up. Brethren, this has been a long time coming. The emasculating hordes of feminists declared war. A war on men. And I'm sad, embarrassed to say that they've been winning. But this week we're going to change the course of history and put men back on top. In the bedroom, in the boardroom, and just back on all the tops once and for all. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Truth ball time! And by ball, I mean this is gonna blow your ever loving mind, brah! industrial complex but this week we're exposing these bitches once and for all those of you who have been following liking and subscribing to my videos thank you all by the way much love my dudes much love you know what this is about the so-called global early retirement lottery aka girl is not what it seems these poor idiots who quote-unquote won the lottery aren't retired some magical dream vacation to live out their days they're getting their dicks cut off! And brains sucked out by a cabal of power-hungry women determined to erase the male species off the face of this planet! You bitch! Planet we built! But I ask you, who slew the mastodons, my brothers? That's right! We did! 
This is everything I've ever imagined about you. You want to know how I won the lottery or not, dude? Oh, I'm literally dying to know. This week we're infiltrating. Yeah, you heard me right. The time has come. The battle is nigh. And we've got the winning lotto tickets, baby. More rapping! Less chatting! Suck a dick, Richard! Why the shit are we bubble wrapping stuffed animals anyway? It's fucking retarded. And if you want to say something to me, why don't you step out from behind the intercom and come say that shit to my face, brah? Docking your pay! Dick. Okay, I, I think I've seen enough. He's just about to answer your question. I've distributed our tickets out to my loyal brethren, and the chosen few who possess this week's winning numbers will soon be on the front lines of the biggest fight the male race has ever waged. This could very well be you, so be ready. I knew it. What? Wait, you haven't won the lottery? I got my winning ticket right here. Oh my god, you actually buy this shit? There is no way that ticket is real. I mean, they're not even on sale yet. Even if by some miracle this is real, which it's not, the winning numbers aren't picked until tomorrow night. Uh, Blade's got a man on the inside, dude. The Johnson loyalists are everywhere. It's legit. This is a real ticket, and I am a chosen one. Right, right. This all seems perfectly logical and reliable. <laughs> Blade Johnson? <laughs> Good grief. I mean, for a while there, I actually thought the universe had imploded and deemed you worthy of the world's greatest prize. I mean, I thank you. Thank you, Jerry, for clearing that up. For did me. you know that 92% of lottery winners are men? And did you know that 100% of them have never been seen or heard from again? Well, of course they won the lottery. Just because you go on permanent vacation doesn't mean you disappear off the face of the earth. Right, right. So getting their dicks cut off and brain sucked out makes so much more sense. It's not a fucking joke, dude! I've seen video! Inside shit, the employees at the Lottery Transition Center, all women. They cut off our dicks, but they keep the jizz, you know? So they can make new female babies whenever they want manipulating genes and shit, and then they suck out our brains and feed them to them. Train those little bitch babies to prey on men from day one, bro. <sighs> then just burn up our bodies like we're nothing. And I, for one, won't stand by and let that happen. It is our time. And this, right here in my fucking hand, is my ticket to the front lines, bro. Uh. You survived another day. Oh, uh, yeah, hey. Yeah, barely. Hey, Jerry was full tilt dingle this afternoon. He called me a traitor to the male race. Well, you do seem to enjoy consorting with the enemy. Oh, yeah, no, you mean you. <laughs> I know, that's all a ruse. I mean, little does anyone know. I'm actually a double agent in the battle between our two, uh, races, as it were. I should have suspected. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sly. Doubt if you'd ever even guess. Is that your bus? Yeah, looks like. Say, I'm, I, I was wondering, um, do you have to get right home? I, I mean, I was just thinking that maybe us hanging out outside of work might really help me in my efforts to, uh, you know, infiltrate the uh, feminista. Mm. Well, as much as I would love to help the male race, I I can't tonight. Previous engagement. I'll see you tomorrow, though? Sure. Uh, maybe. I mean, I might find another asset willing to help the cause. 
No, or I, or I could win the lottery. I mean, who knows? Everything's kind of up in the air right now. So. Mm, really liking your 10 and 10 billion odds for winning the lottery. Or some poor girl's heart for that matter, eh? Oof. Ouch. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I guess I'll just see you tomorrow then. See you tomorrow, traitor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see you tomorrow. No eating. No talking. Hands to yourself. The odds Elliot would win the global early retirement lottery were actually closer to 10,833 in 9.83 billion. As for winning the heart of some poor girl, that seemed miracle territory at this point. Elliot rightfully held out little hope he'd ever win either. Nonetheless, when it came to the lottery, he, like all adult humans over the age of 18, lined up to purchase his tickets week after week. It was the only sliver of hope he had left after losing his wife and child, his well-paid job in the insurance game, and manicured home. And it was, as far as Elliot could imagine, the only thing that would save him from the dread of coming home to an empty apartment night after night. Partaking in a well-worn ritual of consuming yet another can of UR Products beef-flavored protein meal. Accompanied by a packet of hearty instant veggies that he and most other adult humans would wash down with copious amounts of wine you can drink. All available by instant drone drop when you use your UR Products Supreme account. Why not? Thank you, Lord, for this bounty, and for another day to remind me what an awful and merciless God you really are. I hope the world blows up tomorrow. Unless I win the lottery. Amen. Elliot did not care for God. Even after the major governments of the world advised the public that they now had indisputable top-secret proof of his existence, his goodness, and his graciousness, Elliot remained unconvinced. The idea that God would create mankind to worship him, and then, when asked a simple question about that arrangement, make his creation suffer for eternity, seemed much more the M.O. of a selfish, wrathful God. Though it seemed like it from the outside, Elliot didn't blame God for the loss of his wife and child. Landon Kilgore bore that blame. What he did blame God for was all the people who told him that his wife and child were now in a better place. This notion infuriated him, since this better place was somewhere Elliot wasn't, which only served to invite the question, were Elliot's wife and child better off without him? <sighs> Elliot didn't care much for people, either. Though he especially didn't care for Landon Kilgore or Jerry Dingle. Dingle. He said as a creeping feeling of doubt burrowed into that human brain of his. Oh, it's all bullshit. It's gotta be. I mean, there's no way he has a winning ticket. But what if? Shit. What if he does? 
If Jerry Dingle did in fact hold a winning ticket, then maybe there was a way for Elliot to better his 10,833 and 9.8 billion odds of winning the coveted global early retirement lottery. Of course, that would mean he would have to... Steal it. Precisely. Well, I suppose you all want to hear the credits. Yeah, I've got a few minutes, so... Goodbye Blue Mondays stars Logan Donovan as Elliot Pilgrim, Jennifer LaFleur as Monica Levy, Travis Schwartz as Jerry Dingle, and Jonathan Freeman as the author. With Adam Jeffries as Blade Johnson, Bob Turton as Manhole Announcer, Megan Fahey as Alice Dingle. Additional performances by Max Deacon, Ashley Randall, Derek Krantz, and John Clavier. Written by Gregory Bain. Produced and directed by Gregory Bain and Logan Donovan. Sound engineering by Darren Augustus. Music by Ryan Bain. Sound design, mix, and master by Gregory Bain. Goodbye Blue Mondays is a Lovely Machine and Story Engine production. Developed by the Story Lab Collaborative. If you've enjoyed listening, please take a moment to rate and review. And don't forget to tell all your friends. We're sure they'll be eternally grateful to you for sharing your exquisite taste. For more information, artwork, and merch, please visit goodbyebluemondayspod.com.